Welcome to Cabin Minute Cast. The scenario has been chosen. The ritual has begun. We are ready to appease the old gods. One minute at a time. I'm Heidi Bennett of HeidiBennett.com, and I'm welcoming back my special guest, Ben Walker Story of The Cheap Chills Show. Welcome back, Ben. How you doing, Heidi? Good, 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 good. Uh, so yeah, it's Wednesday, and um, we've got some some enticing <laughs> some enticing um, ideas coming on. I love uh, this minute starts with uh, with our old buddy Marty doing some good a good another good little comedy bit. So that's one thing about these minutes that we got we got with you is that uh, last time Dana was saying like a virgin me and now marty's got this decision to make whether to die just on his own or die with everybody else and he says oh yes so enticing yes both such right. enticing ideas i would not want to be in his position he's in a yeah. shitty position like we talked about last time you know you gotta you know listen to what this woman is saying and decide whether you're going to take it at face value or if she's kind of fudging the truth uh, in order to manipulate him into, you know, making things easier for her. But maybe that's not the only way to save the universe. We don't even know. Yeah. I don't know. Do you have, when you, when you watch these minutes, do you have any ideas like what you would do in this circumstance? Cause obviously Dana's Dana's made a decision here. Marty's, Marty is yeah. looking, you know, stressed and like the world weight of the world is on him. And behind him, we see Dana raise, raise the gun to him. So, right. yeah, they're both they're or she's making a choice here. Any idea what kind of choice you'd make? <laughs> well, I mean, if I was Marty, I have a sort of rule in life that has served me well. And that's when you don't know. Just moonwalk away. Mm. You know, so he could just like, the gun gets pointed at his head and he could just sort of break into a little bit of Michael Jackson dancing and moonwalk away. And, you know, maybe it would throw people a little bit. I don't know exactly what would happen from there, but at least you'd have like a little fun moment toward the end. I love that idea. I actually just moonwalk into a room the other day. So I'm right there with you. I think it could have been a, a distraction point that both of them have, although the only problem is he may have moonwalked right off the edge and just fallen right down into the ancient ones. So. Oh, is there an edge nearby? Yeah, the whole the whole platform that they're on is this like kind of almost floating platform, and and uh, well, I'm not saying it's a perfect plan. <laughs> it's creative, just, though. It's just a starting point. Yeah. Uh, otherwise, hmm, I don't know. I don't think I'm. I think when I was that age, maybe that's why this. Have you noticed that? 99% of horror movies, including including these sort of self aware spoof horror movies now they're about teenagers and it seems like that sort of you know once the movie halloween came out i just don't think people could put that genie back in the bottle of like the horror and the teenagers and but when i was that age i think that i thought my the best thing that i could contribute to the world and the best that i could do with myself would be to like sacrifice myself to save somebody mm. else and it's probably a pretty common 
like fantasy to people, maybe guys, especially that age. You know, I just wanted to be like a teenage vigilante you know, or, or like jump out in front of a bus and like save somebody, you know, and it's at that age, it feels heroic, but really you're just sort of discounting yourself and your value. Like that's the best you can do is just sort of sacrifice yourself and die and not go on and do the hard thing, which is to keep living a life and making choices for another, you know, 40 to 60 years. Yeah. So, you know, when you're that age, maybe the choice would be like, okay, fine. I'll, I'll sacrifice myself and be so noble and save the universe. But it's not, not such an easy choice when you have like other lives on the line and, and responsibilities and things, people you're taking care of and shit like that makes that not such an easy choice. Yeah. I'm glad you brought that up because I remember when I watched the last Jedi and, uh, Finn makes his big heroic moment happen where he's going to do a sac, you know, have a sacrificial moment. His friend, you know, keeps him from, well, I should, did you see The Last Jedi? Um, Probably not. Which one was that? That was the most recent one at this, at this recording. Anyways. Well, I'll tell you what, we didn't go to the theaters a lot before, and now we have a, a one-year-old baby, so we go even less uh, and that's zero. Gotcha. So we haven't well, got that one yet. It's definitely something that's been in other movies before. Like, you know, I mean, and you just said it, it can be, it, it's something that I think, yeah, as a young man, I think that's a good example because that his, the character Finn, who's a young man, he, he, and somebody who's recently sort of trying on the mantle of being a hero and being seen as a hero. He, he, at a certain point in the movie, decides he's going to do something that's going to, you know, kill himself to sacrifice for the good of everyone. And, and, um, but a friend of his steps in and, and decides that, you know, I, I feel like what she was saying was you could do something different and better and more impactful. And we, we still have more work to do. And that's why I'm going to stop you from doing this. Cause this isn't really the best, you know, thanks, but no thanks. Right. <laughs> Let's keep you around and, and keep doing more. So, yeah, I think that's a good, a really good example. You know, a young man that might be something that you're thinking like, this is how I can make my mark. Right. And like the only way, I don't know. I think you you don't see the full story and the full potential at that age. And that's why just by coincidence, the, you know, military recruits guys that age to go off and fight because not, not only are you full of these hormones and, and, you know, fight and vigor and just want to kind of get into tussles anyway, but also conveniently you don't really have a sense of empathy yet i think at that age you're not really getting that everybody else out there is fully a human being like you are which sounds silly to say out loud but it's just how you know kids are and you sort of grow that sense of empathy as you get older but also yeah you don't when you don't have anybody relying on you or, or needing you in your life it's it feels a lot easier to um you don't want to die, but if you have to, what are you going to do? You know, it's a different, it just feels like a different attitude at that age. Yeah, for sure. Um, it kind of reminds me too of this X-Files episode that there's a young kid who's talking about, um, I forget if he has been or if he feels like he has been 
abducted by aliens or if he just wishes to i think maybe that's it like he just he 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 longs to be somebody that has been that can have an abduction story and i think in in that case it's a little bit different but but there's just this desire to have some sort of purpose or some sort of experience that sort of defines who you are yeah. and i mean that sounds uh, like everybody talk about that sounds like everybody that's got an abduction story, you know, it makes them special. Yeah. Yeah. So, and then speaking of, of that, uh, you know, feeling special, it's interesting too. So the manipulation from the, the director here is towards Dana because Dana is the one that's supposed to be left at the end so she she's got the gun. She she holds it up to Marty. Marty is feel looks like he feels, you know, betrayed by his friend. And and the director says that Dana needs to be strong. And Marty says, do you feel strong? And it just I don't know. It's just interesting like that. Another here's a manipulation of like, oh, be a strong woman and shoot your best friend in the face or one of your closest friends. It's super, super manipulative. Yeah. I mean, is that strong or is it could be weak? Mm -hmm. It seems like that's another, you know, Hollywood horror movie trope that they're playing with in this movie is that the whole idea of the virgin needs to be the one who is the one who is still there at the end of the movie. Right. Right. The final girl. And that's another one that I feel like that's started with Halloween too. Right. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. They definitely, they got a lot of backlash about like the sexual, the sexualized girls getting killed and the, and the one who wasn't into sex surviving. And that was some sort of grand lesson that, you know, I think Carpenter wasn't trying to say with that with that movie, but everybody sort of ran with that idea from then on. Yeah, I think you're right. Like it started. It's he he built the template, even if he didn't know he was doing that at the time. And then those tropes got solidified by all the other movies, sort of follow following suit. So it became kind of a joke, but then also something that was something everybody seemed to do. And it's a good way to get sex into your movies. Absolutely. Yeah, that's why I like <laughs> a movie like um, uh, Your Next, where the final girl in that movie is the person that seems to be most clever and capable, not the one that's most virginal. So, mm, I haven't seen that one. I think you would like that one. I can't say for sure, but it's pretty solid. It's got a lot of humor in it too and an interesting soundtrack and um it has yeah it, it's modern but there's something something classic about it too something uh and when i say classic i guess maybe yeah late 70s early 80s hmm. now have you seen it follows yes that kind of flips everything on on its head right like the people that kind of get a little slutty might have a chance of saving themselves totally yeah yeah that one's really i'm ready to watch that one again but i i definitely got creeped out by that that yeah great sound too yeah such a good soundtrack yeah absolutely yeah so where they are now you know in this chamber is the place that they ended up after 
they um, unleashed all the monsters and these monsters have been taking over the whole facility and they actually actually jumped into a a hole that was broken into uh, one of the hallways by uh, the big bat. They jumped into it and sort of ran around and they ended up here down, you know, they go down these stairs, they end up in this chamber. Some of the other monsters and things, I guess, are finally, you know, this guy, this, this werewolf, he just like, do, 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 I guess I'll go down these stairs and see what's going on. So yeah, that's what happens is that Dana is got her, the gun that, you know, only minutes only minutes ago, Marty handed to her. She was running around with this trowel that had been used as a weapon. And then Marty gave her this gun. So now, you know, who knew that? Mar I'm sure when Marty handed that to her, he wasn't thinking uh, she's going to be turning this on me anytime soon. And uh, yeah, and then the werewolf does what he does best, which is <laughs> use his huge um, mouth to snatch right onto her uh shoulder and you get a little bit of a just a tiny bit of a a giveaway in that marty's eyes just slightly shift because she says i think she says i'm i don't have the the dialogue in front of me i think she says i'm sorry and he says or something like that me, me too, too yeah and then like because he's seeing that the werewolf's going to come up and kind of save the day for a moment for him anyways and uh attack attack her so it attacks her from behind and then the gun flies marty's going for the gun and he's fighting with the director aka sigourney weaver and all that all the while dana's being attacked by the the um the werewolf and he's able to quickly wrestle that that gun from from Sigourney slap her across the face and throw a few plugs right into the back of that werewolf so his instincts are you know to of course save Dana not you know let her die just because she had the gun pointed at him see this is the problem with guns it doesn't matter what the buyer's like intention is, you know, or the person who brings it into an environment like, oh, that wasn't my intention that you're going to do this with this gun. You brought it into the environment. So, you know, aren't you kind of complicit in where it goes from there? Just somebody else takes it and does what they're going to do with it. Yeah, totally. I totally agree on that. Oh, guns. Good thing they're hardly in the news. Yeah. <laughs> Oh my, but yeah, I, I do appreciate Marty's, um, he does take control of the situation pretty quickly here. And so that's where we leave off in the minute is his power move to get that, that old wolf man slash werewolf in the back. Now I have a question for you. We've talked a little bit about this in the podcast before, but do you ever feel like you have, or do you in your own mind have a distinction between when somebody says a wolf man and a werewolf, like that they're two distinct type of characters or monsters. Go over this question in my mind here again. Is there a difference between a wolf man and a werewolf? Yes. To you. No, but I guess if you decide that there is, that leaves a lot of room for uh, new characters. I, I never really thought about it, but let's see. I think it definitely a, a werewolf 
is somebody who changes from a man into a wolf and, and back, hopefully. And a wolf man, I feel like a wolf man is just an older word for it. You know, it's sort of a 1930s and 40s word, right? Yeah, that's exactly when I looked into it that's exactly what i found that that was that was the mm. case that the wolf man was just sort of a older now what i do have a problem with is describing the it. difference between retro and vintage okay so yes <laughs> tell me retro Freak, means like going back so if you if you call something retro something that you've made or whatever you call it retro that means that you've made it just now or it's pretty new and you've, it's been made to look old or remind people of older things, where vintage means it's actually old. So don't be throwing those words around willy-nilly, that's all. Yeah, no, I, that's a beautiful, teachable moment that I totally am on board for. I think where I see that the most with them used interchangeably is when somebody has a a store uh, maybe on Etsy or something and they're selling something and they're calling it retro or maybe they call their store a retro store yeah. and then when I look at the item I'm like I think they mean vintage this looks like a vintage item I'm aware of and it doesn't look like a repro mm -hmm. or retro item it looks like a an older like item retros Retro is a little lazy, you know, it just sort of means that you don't know exactly when it, when it's from or what time it's calling back, you know, but you're pretty sure it was before you were born. So you're just going to call it retro. So my point is, um, Wolfman is vintage. Werewolf is retro. Cool. No, I don't know. I <laughs> so, oh my gosh. Let's wrap up unless you had anything else about this minute. I think I'm kind of I'm kind of uh done with it. Is there anything else you wanted to add? Not for me. Okay. Well, let's um let's wrap this bad boy up and uh yeah, go ahead and and let us know again where people can find out about your podcast or anything else that you want to point people towards and then we'll call it a day. Cool, yeah. Um go to cheapchillsfanclub.com that's the home base for the podcast and my t-shirt designs you can see all the clips that we talk about on the cheap chills show and uh that's it we'd love to get some reviews on itunes too but um cheap chills fan club I'm totally behind on giving people reviews. I'm always reminding folks, but sometimes I forget to go do it myself. So I'll give you guys a review. Sweet. <laughs> Maybe we could do trades. Exactly. Maybe you can give us a review. Um, so yeah, you can uh, always review us on uh, Apple podcasts and uh, give us a five-star review. Sure. Why not? You know, throw five stars. Up why there. bother we're, we're to get our... on there if you're not going to make it five stars? <laughs> exactly. What are we doing with our time here? Yeah. And, uh, you know, like I, I've mentioned this before, but uh, we'll we'll read your reviews on online or on uh, the podcast. So feel free to get clever with it um, or share what it is, you know, some of your favorite things about about the podcast or about the movie or, or anything that you're 
up to these days. We'll we'll give a shout out. So and um, you can hang out with us on Facebook at the Gabin in the Woods with Cabin Minutecast Facebook group. All you got to do when you go there is let them know. I think what we have on there is you answer the question, who are the the guests, the hosts, the guests, <laughs> the hosts, which are me, Heidi, and of course, Molly, who will be back next week. So uh, yeah, let's wrap this boy up and we'll see you all back at the cabin. Mm-hmm.